Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. I'm Dino, a Slovenian journalist working at Euronet Plus, a radio network bringing you this podcast and the second season of it. We discussed youth in 2022, the European Year of Youth, and we're still discussing youth in 2023 as well. Today's topic, young people and their bodies. Today's guest, Jean-Luca Potocnik, a member of the Laboratory for the Diagnostics of Physical and Motor Development at the Faculty of Sport in Ljubljana, Slovenia. Jean-Luca, we'd like to know more about you first. Hi, uh, I'm Jean-Luca Potocnik. Uh, I originally come from Maribor, but... Uh, I'm living in Ljubljana for the past 10 years. Uh, I first came here for study. Uh, in 2019, I finished uh, physical education. That means that by education, I'm professor of physical education, but uh, I haven't yet managed uh, to, to work in school to teach because I continued my uh, study on doctoral level And now I'm PhD candidate and employed as a researcher at Faculty of Sports, uh, that means at the University of Ljubljana. Uh, as a researcher, I am a member of a SLOFIT research team and I work with professors. Uh, my mentors are uh, Associate Professor Gregor Starts, Professor Gregor Jurak and Professor Marieta Kovac. We all come from a laboratory for the diagnostics of physical and motor development. And our field of research and uh, as well teaching at the faculty is um, physical fitness of uh, children and adolescents, uh, didactics of physical education. And this also includes uh, pre-service teacher training. That means uh, students who are uh, enrolled in a physical education program, they go to schools and uh, they have their practice over there and we are the one who organize it and support them throughout it. I've read several articles in Slovenia about SLOFIT. So what exactly is SLOFIT? Yes, uh, the core of uh, SLOFIT is uh, decades-long uh, research uh, that is ongoing. Uh, this is a um, physical fitness surveillance system and in every school year, every school year, every school in Slovenia measures physical fitness of uh, their students. Uh, this means around 200,000 measurements per year and all this make, make, make a huge database uh, of um, interesting uh, information about uh, physical fitness and this is our core let's say business or core database that we work on or work with you've got access to a lot of data what does the recent data about the physical fitness of slovenian youth say uh, in data we actually do not uh, we do not like in data we have huge amounts of data we are like um no other nation can compare with us in amount of data we have because our um 
our measurements are nationwide, like I said, in every school every year. Uh, and this is why we actually have a good, uh, good view about, uh, about the status uh, of our children uh, and adolescents. Uh, but I, I believe you also meant uh, where is uh, where where children lack in their uh, physical fitness, and uh, the most interesting uh, information is for sure the change that uh, happened uh, through uh, times of uh, lockdown. Uh, this information was widely shared through media, and uh, I can uh, repeat it, of course. Uh, the interesting thing is that um, physical fitness indicator, let's say uh, like this, dropped down for girls and boys for 16%. Uh, this is very, very big change. Uh, it never happens in a year like this. It maybe goes for per percent, 1% or two. And in times of Corona lockdown, it's dropped down by 60%. Uh, and this is a really huge uh, difference that we now have to um, have to uh, make make up to it. Um, in the last year, it did bounce back a little bit, but we are still not there. We are still not there. Thank you, Gianluca. Let's now make a short trip around Europe, like we always do, and hear the voices of Gen Z from Estonia and Poland. Karg is a dancer from Estonia who comments on the effects of social media use in her profession. Later on, we will hear from Karolina, who says she isn't always satisfied when she looks in the mirror. We've all been there, right? Before our trip, let's stay in Slovenia for just a little bit longer with a comment from Jakob, a secondary school student who is also affected by social networks. I would lie if I were to claim that social networks don't affect me. I don't think anyone can claim that they aren't affected by social networks. I think it is important that young people realize that these ideals of beauty are almost impossible to achieve. Because on these social networks everyone is beautifully edited and photoshopped. Some trends, however, I think are still good, like the culture of fitness and exercise. I think that if you don't take it too seriously, it can definitely have a good effect on your healthy lifestyle and your well-being. But for my inner circle of friends, I would say that they kind of follow these social norms, but still have good self-esteem. Kindlasti, aga ma ütleks, et see on viimasel ajal mingil määral paremaks läinud, sellepärast, et seda padipositiiviti teemat on nii palju kajastatud, et need mingisugused põhiinfluentsarid, eriti no, suunamutijad, eriti need, kes tegelevadki mingi fitnessi või, või üldiselt kehakultuuriga, keha vormimisega ja ka mingite mentaalsete teemadega siis nad on võtnud suures hulgas endal just üles andeks seda kehapositiivsust levitada. Vähemalt selline pilt on mulle tekinud. 
Social media certainly affects body view of young people, but I would say that lately it has got better in recent times, because the body positivity itself has been covered so much and main influencers, especially the ones who deal with fitness, mental topics or body sculpting in any way, have taken body positivity as a really important topic. At the same time, I can say that the trends are moving back to being as thin as possible. As a dancer, the body image divides itself a bit. On one side, we have the universal beauty and looking at the mirror, looking for a six-pack or if there is too much fat. But for us, we are looking for a perfect dancer's body, which is not healthier at all. The amount of fat or six-pack or visible thigh muscles are not so important here, but rather the posture has to be better than normal. In example, in ballet trainings we want to look like real ballet dancers, even though we have not danced the ballet from the age of three and we can't look like them. To look like one, we push our body over to the maximum, so much it is not normal or healthy anymore. If a regular influencer can tell you all about body positivity and that they are not happy with their body and translate the messages to young people, then a dancer or runner as an influencer may not even understand that they are looked upon as a body example, not just because of their achievements, so they will not tell you that it is okay what you look like now et nende poole vaadatakse mitte ainult nende saavutuste pärast, vaid nende keha pärast. Nii et sealt poolt ei tule ega saagi tulla väga seda sõnumit, et see on okei, okay, milline sa praegu oled. Teraz jakby ja na przykład patrz na siebie i też na I look at myself and also a lot of people my age, and we are exposed, mainly through the internet, to receiving a lot of images that are very often untrue. But when we can lock ourselves in a room with a small device in our hands and for an hour see hundreds of people actually who look this way or that way, it affects us very much in our psyche, in how we look at ourselves. Because we forget that although that person's body is good, but ours is just as good, and we also have no reason to be ashamed. But in that moment, sitting in a room, we just forget that, and long term it affects us a lot. Sometimes I have a moment where it's my temple and I take great care of it. But I also have moments where I look in the mirror and turn away and don't want to look at it. But I try to appreciate this body of mine. Well, because it's such our temple, and in fact everything we do on a daily basis, whether it's making a sandwich or going for a walk, we owe it to this body, and I think everyone should take care of it, whether in terms of food, physical movement or whatever. This body is one, and we need to take care of it and appreciate it, because what we do every day, we owe to it. Po prostu ciało jest jedno i tak naprawdę musimy o nie zadbać i je doceniać, bo to, co robimy na co dzień, zawdzięczamy właśnie mu. We're back with Jean-Luca in Slovenia. Let's get to know you a bit better. What's your favorite memory? When, when, when I'm diving, this is some special uh, moment uh, of, of calm, calmness, of uh, silence and everything connected to it. And maybe it's not a memory, it's more like a feeling that came up right now. Talking about feelings, your biggest fear? Fear. Great question. Um, I don't think I have a specific fear, uh, but maybe it would be like a fear of failing that we all have. Not all, but mostly we have it. Uh, Or not doing it... uh, doing something uh, good enough and your biggest wish 
the biggest wish let's say uh, as a phd student my biggest wish is to finish my phd uh, as soon as possible so Jean-Luca, why did you decide to research the field of sports uh, why because i always loved sports i always trained some uh, some sport uh, i did karate for for 10 years and then uh, some different sports and different sports and uh, to enroll to faculty of sports it was like a natural decision for me uh, and uh, when i was accepted to physical education i really uh, enjoyed enjoyed it uh, because i also got to new got to know some new sports like rock climbing diving and uh, and so on and this is this was really the best experience and uh, it's only natural for me to continue in, in this field to to research to work uh, and also working with kids is something that uh, that makes me happy that is that gives you a really good feeling and uh, these are the reasons that keep me in this field the watchdog's perspective this is our regular section in which we invite journalists usually from the uranet plus radio network to comment on different topics today's guest is amelie Förster. she comes from germany from the german radio ams a member of the uranet plus network there are a lot of different body images in Germany. When I was young as Generation Z is today, being thin and slim played a big role. Today I see more of the opposite trend towards body positivity and a trained bubble butt. Also on social media, where it's now more about living in a healthy body and finding clothes that fit me, not fitting into the clothes that the industry mass produces for us. Of course, there are still girls who want to be super slim. Unfortunately, it's easier for them to network today. There are whole pro-ANA networks about anorexia and private groups and various messengers that no one outside the community has access to. And girls can join together to achieve particularly fast and particularly blatant weight loss goals. We're back with Jean-Luca in Slovenia in 2017 and 2018, a World Health Organization survey showed that the mental health of girls is poorer. Almost one in two girls, 47%, report mental health difficulties at least once a week. Is social media one of the biggest influences on the self-esteem of youth regarding their looks, Jean-Luca? I believe it is, especially uh, on girls, I believe. On boys as well, but uh, I think girls uh, have bigger pressure because uh, young girls look up to a little bit older girls who are already presented in the adult world through advertising and so on and this can be a really big big pressure for them yes but it should not be like um, it should it shouldn't turn them away from the physical activity but it can be uh, yeah, a tough thing for them. Thank you very much, Gianluca, for your contribution to this episode of our Europe is Us podcast. And thank you all for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say, because Europe is us. 
Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia, 